Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Sunday, December 26th. We normally look at a Saturday card, but that was Christmas Day. So we're looking at the opening day of the Santa Anita card, which has several stakes races. Tom Leach here along with Jim Goodman, Keelan's Director of Wagering Development. Three grade ones that are part of the late pick four that we're going to take a look at, but there are some other graded stakes on the card as well. And I will just start by saying that uh, I've got to uh, pay uh, Tribute to uh, my partner here, Jim Goodman. The Jim Goodman rule, if you take half the field in a race, just take them all. And I, if I had done that in the Fort Lauderdale, I would have hit a $435 pick four for the listeners, but I missed Doswell. <laughs> that's why the rule yeah, works. You know, yeah, that's a rule I have because if you take all of them, you have no clues. So you may as well go ahead and, if you take half of them, rather, you have no clues. So may as well spend a little more money. Well, let's jump into this. This, uh, we think, is going to be maybe uh, kind of a chalky one, but we'll see. Starts in the eighth race with the grade one La Brea for three-year-old Phillies going seven furlongs. Um, I didn't really have a strong opinion in this one, at least. Some of the others, uh, again, I thought were a little more chalky. But who do you like in the La Brea? I, I did have a fairly strong opinion. Um, I thought private mission. I, I'm just going to take that Breeders' Cup just out and just strike it. Uh, whether she didn't like... Delmar, whether she didn't like the mile and the eighth, and I think that's a big part of it. I don't think she wants any part of a mile and the eighth, and I think the cut back to seven furlongs is going to suit her just fine. Uh, lots of early speed. Uh, Bobby and Pratt on her back and Bob Baffert training. I, I really like private mission in here. I am not going to single her, though. I'm going to use the other Baffert, Calypso, who uh, didn't run at all in the eight bells, uh, just walked off, and then has been off since April. But at one point, she was two for four at Santa Anita with a second and a third, and uh, she was second in the grade one starlet at uh, Los Alamitos. So she's got graded experience. This is not a really tough grade one, I didn't think. I thought the other horses were really moving up in class, whereas Private Mission and Calypso have both raced in grade one been competitive uh, in grading stakes and have won grading stakes. So uh, I like the two Bafferts here. Um, brilliant cut for O'Neill. Did not run well at San Diego last time out. I mean, won an optional claimer, but the buyer came back 74. And jumping up from an optional claimer to a grade one is a huge jump for brilliant cut. Um, so I'm going to stick with the two horses here, but uh, private mission is my pick. One of those two, probably the most likely winner on paper, but I'm going to try Missy P for a little bit of a price, I think. Uh, main reason is it is Mandela, who's uh, not a not a guy that makes a lot of bold moves. So uh, this horse, uh, fourth lifetime start, off a layoff, and Mandela goes to a grade one. And if you look back at the race in March, the 90 buyer in the debut, uh, she didn't really build on that. I'm sure the way they thought. So maybe they figured out why and regrouped and if she is able now to build on that 90 buyer from the debut then she could be right where she needs to be to have a shot to win this at a better price than the Bafferts so I'm going to try Missy P on that angle use the two Bafferts also the pick four brilliant cut and then I'll also probably throw in living my best life I'm going to go five deep when we get to the pick four but you know if you if you don't go for one of the two Bafferts then I think it probably needs to be a race where you uh, use several of them and again I'm going to use five of uh, what five of seven in here so I'm going to leave out a couple but 
trying to keep the tickets somewhat affordable. All right, ninth race. Non-winners of one other than allowance. Phillies and Mayors three and up on the hillside turf course. So they're coming down the hill at six and a half. And I think in those races, the horses that have run longer distances and are cutting back uh, often have an advantage. And so I ended up on ultimate high, the three. Not a big Drayden Van Dyke fan, uh, but uh, I do like the cutback. I like the two wins at Santa Anita. This horse is first or second in four of eight lifetime starts. So, um, and I think Van Dyke's a, a good rider. I just think he's been in a kind of a cold stretch for an extended period, and uh, uh, until he you know gets gets hotter again, I'm not as high on him. But uh, I think he could win with this horse, Ultimate High, number three. Another Eddie is a little bit of a price. Last two were improvements. The Square Eddie horses tend to run well on this turf course. Seven Inner Beauty also has a couple of improved races in uh, her last two. And then Fantail is the favorite, the ones. I'm going to include that one on the ticket. Uh, it's Flavian Pratt, but one for 13 lifetime gives me some optimism that I can maybe beat her with a higher price. How about you? I thought this one was wide open. And when we get to pick four, I am going to take all because I don't have a clue as to which horses will like that downhill turf course. Fantail is, uh, is going to be the choice. Uh, of the players probably because of Pratt, but again, one for 13, like you mentioned, uh, not really screams uh, a, a good bet here. I like Glasgow Gal uh, for Simon Callahan. Brings her over from Great Britain and has run in uh, a couple stakes races over there, and then he throws her right into the goal to Cova right off the bat in November. And she's got, she's within a length of the lead at the top of the stretch in a mile turf race. Uh, went off at 25 to 1, did not get any bet, betting at all, and then faded in the stretch. Obviously, needed the race. Uh, first time North America, sometimes it takes them a while to adjust. And Abel Cedillo is a really good jockey uh, and, and probably the third best jockey out there behind Pratt. Well, Ortiz is running in this race, too, so Ortiz is probably as good as anybody out there uh, in this race. But I like Cedillo, and I like Glasgow Gal uh, to pull a slight upset here. But I'm going to take them all. I don't have a good clue at all, so I'm going to go uh, see in the last two races and take them all here. Tenth race is the grade one Malibu. It's three-year-olds going seven furlongs. This is the companion to the La Brea. And I started to take Dr. Scheivel in here, who has a class edge coming out of a tough beat in the grade one Breeders' Cup sprint. Um, the two horses that are likely his main challengers are uh, moving up the ranks and making stakes debuts. But... Uh, the more I look at flight line, the more I'm, I'm just going to single that one and, and take a stand uh, that that one is as good as uh, it looks on paper. 114 buyer last time in a runaway win at Del Mar. Uh, triple figure buyer in the debut at Santa Anita. And uh, for John Sadler, I'm going to take flight line on top and single that one. But um, you can certainly make a strong case for Dr. Scheibel and the class edge. I uh, thought it was uh, intriguing, though, that, that Pratt took off of that one. And then uh, triple tap, the eight, is a two-for-two two for Baffert. So I think if you don't single flight line, then you probably need to include triple tap as well as Dr. Scheibel. How about you in the Malibu? I think Bobby and Pratt can read the daily racing form as well as we can. And I don't think he's going to lose a shot to ride for Sadler on a horse that's got a 105 buyer and a 114 buyer and has won his two races by 26 lengths. So I think Bobby and Bratt's probably probably smart to take out, out Dr. Scheibel. But I'm not going to single flight line. Um, 
you know, the horse looks like a superstar. I've seen a lot of horses look like superstars that, that when they went up against horses that have raced against better, that they they didn't take that step forward like they should. How do you take a step forward off a 114 buyer? The horse has got to regress a little bit off that. If he's not, he's the second coming of Secretariat. So I like him in here. I don't like him at two to five, and I'm certainly going not to single him. I'm going to use Dr. Scheibel in the pick forward. I mean, the horse almost won the Breeders' Cup sprint, got beat by a very slim nose. And if he had won, he'd been, he would have had six wins in a row, including – uh, three grade ones. He's won, he's won two grade ones. He won the Crosby and he won the Del Mar Futurity. So um, hopefully he can he can run. And he's won at Santa Anita with a 103 buyer. He takes a step forward from that. Flight line takes the normal step back. I think he's going to be right there. And I'm also used triple tra- triple tap for Bob Baffert. I mean the horses buyers don't match up with flight line, but the results certainly do. And you know Pratt rode this horse too. So. Uh, he had his choice of three really great horses there. I'm going to use all three of them when we get the big four. 11th race is the grade one American Oaks for three-year-old fillies going a mile and a quarter on the turf. This was uh, an interesting uh, handicapping challenge. Where did you land? I thought this was easy. I think going global here is, is it's not a lock. I think uh, this looks really good in here. Uh, Fabian Pratt, as we spoke about the best jockey out there. Uh, Bill D'Amato is a very effective trainer and picks his spots well. And this horse coming off a two-race win streak, including Del Mar Oaks, where, where um, she won the grade one, beat Closing Remarks and Fluffy Socks, who are coming back to try her here. Um, she's four for four at Santa Anita. And that means a great deal. A lot of these other horses have not raced here or have not had much success. I'm going to single going global here. Um, I, I like I like her better than Flightline in the race before. Um, the other horses in here, I, I think if going global global wasn't in here, it's a great race. Uh, I think Fluffy Socks has got a big shot. I think Closing Remarks would have a big shot. I just think uh, going global is the real deal, and I think she's going to win this race, and I'm going to take my stand right here. I'm going to take her stable mate. Uh, going global is my second choice, but her stablemate, Burgu Alley, I'm going to take. Um, first thing that intrigued me is uh, Rispoli had uh, some choices in here, and he ended up staying with this one. So that uh, intrigued me. So I went back and looked at her last race because she's made steady improvement, and she was in a box. It looked like you know she had a ton of horse, and she was just in a box, in among horses. And finally, when they turned for home, uh, she tips out and gets a clear run, but by that time, uh, the pace you know it had backed up in into her lap because it wasn't very fast, and so she was having to run down horses that were still fresh and um, Spanish love affair top of that list, and uh, she was able to do that, uh, and I, I think the race may be even more impressive than it looks on paper, and she really kicked in in the last you know hundred yards or so. I just love the way that. The, the trip that she overcame and the way that she finished. So I'm going to try Burgu Alley to beat her stable mate. And then if I'm going to pick against her stable mate, then I am going to use some other ones. Uh, as you said, if going global was not in there, it would be more wide open. I'm going to use Fluffy Socks. And then I'm going to use the two Mike Maker trainees who look a little light on form but are improving. Uh, nicest and Queen Goddess. I think those two horses haven't been 
racing in this country long. I think they could jump up and run better. Uh, but I kind of like Burgoo Alley in here at a little bit of a price. So pick four. I'm going to start out with five in the first leg, three, four, five, six, seven. Going to take in the allowance four of them, one, three, seven, eight. I'm going to single flight line and then go one, four, five, seven, nine in the American Oaks. And I know you're singling at the end, so how does, and my ticket costs $50. So what's yours look like? Yeah, mine's real simple. I'll go three, four in the first leg with uh, Calypso and Private Mission, then all in the second leg. Three horses I mentioned um, in the third leg, four, five, seven, and single going global in last leg, the five horse. So three, four with all with four, five, seven with five is a $27 ticket. If you really like flight line in there, uh, it becomes a $9 ticket, and you can play it multiple times. So that's my, that's what I might do. Uh, if I think flight line is 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 the real deal, and he certainly is. Or, but I I just think that, that there are other horses in there that that have a shot. So the twenty seven dollar ticket not going to pay a whole lot, I don't think, unless something really comes in crazy in the second leg. But uh, it's a nice sequence, nice race for the day. And there's some other graded stakes races. I think there's a grade two that starts the late pick five. So. Uh, you might, uh, if you're thinking this is chalky, then you could uh, maybe play a pick five and uh, find a little value in that leg and uh, get a better payoff. But uh, it's a uh, fun card to start uh, the the post-Christmas portion, that uh, holiday week between Christmas and New Year's uh, out at Santa Anita's when they always have their opening day uh, on the 26th. So best of luck if you're playing there or elsewhere. We'll be back for our next edition of the In the Money podcast, the first one of 2022. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach. Hope everyone has uh, happy holidays. We'll see you next time on the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.